so Chuck, I listened to the show last week. Yeah. I think that you should be hosting this show. I, I don't disagree. know why I'm hosting this show. I can't remember all of Erica's titles, whereas you, you at least, you've got that under control. I mean, you could host the show and just throw it to me to introduce Erica. <laughs> I, I'm, okay. <laughs> sure. Hello, it is Zaya Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys, this is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I'm an all wrestling referee. I'm going to JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. And this show, I can this host the rest of the this show. show is scheduled Whatever you are, what I really, I, I thought it was. And it damn sure will be a sovereign honor. Justin, you can't host the show. You already host the show. I do. I just, you know, I thought if we we're just given opportunities to host. I'll host for a week. We'll see. Just let me know. We'll see. I mean, you. I host your favorite podcast. You think I can take care of this one? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. That's, That's a lot of responsibility. Welcome, everyone, to another week of the One Fall Show, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, apparently your host once again. <laughs> Wait, really? I guess we I'm call that this. one on the fly? Like, that's happening? <laughs> Oh, jeez. We, we're calling this one in the ring. I guess. <laughs> My name is Chuck Bean. You can, of course, uh, follow us on Twitch on uh, Monday nights when we record the show. It's twitch.tv backslash chizuck on my uh, Twitch stream. I am joined by uh, three of my closest compadres when it comes to the world of wrestling. We get together and we talk about what happened in, during the week of wrestling and what we're looking forward to coming up. Let me start it off with the guy who uh, has been on the show the longest, has the most tenure, and still has no idea where most of our early episodes went. I'm talking about Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. See, I, I, I didn't come on. I, I, I couldn't be on the show last week for personal reasons. I won't be able to be on the show next week for personal reasons. But uh, uh, listening last week, I just thought that you're a much better host of the show. <laughs> you're much less likely <laughs> to go on <laughs> to <laughs> popcorn break. Popcorn breaks. Popcorn break. And yeah, well. that lets me get more high and just ah. press my buttons. And uh, See, because there's a couple of things I'm missing. Obviously, your, your hello, everybody, is definitely very important to the show. And I'm not being facetious. I'm, I'm being real. I know I wait for it every week when we do it. Um, but another part that I wait for is definitely when you introduce somebody who you introduce right after I get done telling people about Mr. Justin Valentine, who hosts uh, his own wrestling podcast because he just can't get enough. That's it. He doesn't get his opinions out on this show, so he has to have his own show to get his opinions out. That's it, yes. The JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I, you mentioned this, Chuck. We're very mean to each other in our group chat. Super mean. We are so mean to each other. And then we Super see each mean. other in person, and we're like, hey, how you been? I can't tell you how many times I've told either my wife or Erica or Shawnee that we're going to get in a fist fight on yes. the show because <laughs> I know you're going to disagree with me about something. And then the minute I see it, it's like, Justin! We're best friends. This is where I tell you to suck. <laughs> right. Oh boy! Exactly, exactly. As long as we're nice during this hour of the show, hour plus, as Shawnee always lets us know, we're fine. Yeah, exactly. Shawnee, yeah, it's time to do your job. Oh, oh, well, I, that job is uh, introducing our North Star, our Scales of Justice, uh, rock and roll writer. Sure. Okay. Award-winning white woman. There you go. Keynote speaker, keynote listener, <laughs> fulcrum, the 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 orbit that holds the the gravity that holds the orbit of the show together. Jack to the gills, Miss 
Erica Banis. How are you doing, Erica? <laughs> Nine superlatives. Um, once again, I do recommend maybe a, a max of five. Not that I don't appreciate it. Not that I don't. It's good to be here. It's nice that all four of us are in a room together again. Because, like, let's let's be honest. Like, when one of us is missing, it's just like, well, this don't feel right. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm like, it's like, it's fine. Right. It's fine. But it's like, no, it's 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 a vibe. We need all four. I like that because there's four of us. If any one of us cannot make that week, you don't really have to sweat that like it's not going to happen. The other three will pick up the slack. Oh, yeah. Like we'll pick up the slack, but it just, you know, it ain't the same. There is a magic. Yes. That's for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, guys, another wild week of wrestling. And I think we would be remiss if we did not start off with the fact that I don't know that we talked about this last week, but not only, not only will we be getting the murder grandpa in mm-hmm. April, yes. but we found out today we are finally getting an all elite wrestling rampage and dynamite recording in the Motor City. Ah, I got yes. In June. I got chills of you just saying that. Isn't that it? It's going to be so great. That's a big venue, too. Little Caesars? It's damn. Interesting. In June, it's... Things are going to look completely different by the time we see them in June. It's very true. Uh, You know, first off, there'll probably be about 25 new superstars on the (laughs) roster. Of course. Of course. Ah! Secondly, Erica, you mentioned it. Little Caesars Arena, very interesting decision. But sure. really, where else could they have gone? Right. right? Yeah, like they, they were going to do Ford Field. Yeah, no. Det- right. <laughs> like Detroit's an odd spot for them. It's probably why they took a minute because there's not really, like, the only other venue we'll think of is Royal Oak. And I'm not going to talk too much local because people outside of Michigan don't right. know what I'm talking about. But Royal Oak is too small. Right. We don't right. have, like, that sweet spot 8,000 seat. Exactly. Well, yeah. We do, but, like, I, I wonder if it, because I, I keep on thinking of what. Comp you wear in was it Plymouth? Yeah, well, the the I don't, I don't know how many people they fit in there. It's it's yeah. um I think it's just under ten thousand, but I'm okay. I'm I'm wondering if like pyro nice. wise yeah. if it would have worked. But like yeah, that was the only other venue I could think of that like well maybe they'll go there right because it's a, a it's yeah. a, like a that, it's a middle yeah. ground between first couple of years that seemed like the spot. Although when you you interviewed Cody Rhodes yes of. Uh, several months ago and didn't he mention little caesar's arena by name in yeah interview? he specifically said it was more of a scheduling conflict mm, uh you know he knows how big of a wrestling city of course he's not part of AEW anymore but they knew how big of a wrestling city detroit is they've been trying to get here uh, so it was a scheduling conflict the pandemic got weird with concerts and sporting events and stuff being rescheduled uh you know and uh, again i i do think it it was a thing of let's be around a little more and get a little more popular sure. so we can pull off LCA because LCA is probably their only option. Uh, will they sell out LCA or will they do a curtain, you know, right. one side of the building kind of, I don't think it'll be that bad. I, I think we might get a, a, a half full LCA before we get a, a side curtained off, at least in my opinion. I feel like it might be like a lower bowl sitch. Sure. And then, yeah, well, it all depends. Who's to say? We don't know yet. And again, like Chuck mentioned, it's June, right? So we still got four months right. of you know more popularity, them gaining more attraction. Of course, if they add more names, they're going to draw people out. Right. You know, it's the same same situation there. Now I wonder uh, if Dan Danhausen, you know, how many thousands of people will come to see Danhausen in his hometown? Oh my god! And you know he'll be a, a big part of the show that night. Oh, he damn well better be. <laughs> yeah, you'll rule the day. 
<laughs> P. Broom won in the uh, chat saying a wrestling show at the Masonic Temple Theater would be kind of dope. Oh, see, but the Masonic a little too small. It, I think it, yeah. It, and I'm wondering, like, just for the production scale. Sure. You know, with, with the pyro and all that I still jazz. haven't gone to the any of the sanctuary fight clubs they do. At the what used to be Paychex was now the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Like they do local wrestling there, and like I've played the stage in there. That is a small room. I need to go see a wrestling show there just to see how sure. do they set that up. <laughs> well, since yeah. they've switched it over to the sanctuary, it it feels so much bigger. Yeah. It does. Uh, yeah, but like, but I yeah, still... it's a small room for wrestling. Oh. Yeah, AEW yeah. definitely would not be fitting there. No. Um. Well, and the <laughs> venues, a situation you got to keep in mind too is now that it's a weekly television show, what venue is going to make them look good on TV? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, if it was 100%. a non-televised event, then they could go wherever and oh, just true. not yeah. put too much into the set. You know, they have to put their all into that set. Yeah. And and LCA is really the only venue that allows them to do that. Right. So in other news, we've got uh, over this past week and kind of going from the most recent thing to the le- least recent thing, um, Kane tweeting out about the <laughs> whole, uh, what's going on in Russia and Hudley. over there and uh, kind of getting served by both X-Pac and Adam Page, Big which time. is fantastic. It, you know, it's crazy too, because I saw before this, somebody, when The Undertaker was announced into the Hall of Fame, and they brought up Undertaker's last uh, hurrah at Survivor Series, how Kane was the only one yes. not in a suit. Ah, and someone yeah. said, somebody better give Kane the memo for the Hall of Fame. I don't think he's going to have to worry about that anymore. Well, <laughs> I mean, who's, well, he'll be there. He'll, I, I'd so? be shocked. I mean, a, yeah. a lot of time will have passed. You know, you know, what is time anymore, by the way? I feel like everyone's uh, attention span is, you know, we'll move on to being mad at the next person, who I assume will just be Austin Aries. I feel like he's always a good candidate. Right. He'll say something stupid, and then we'll just move on. Or any the of those, uh, I know you. we talked about this a little bit this morning in our group chat, any of those control your narrative people seem well, to just be like this collective of people that... As a community, we've been like, well, that guy's a piece of garbage. Well, well, Austin Aries is part of that that biz. Exactly. So it's, isn't uh, uh, yeah. isn't formerly the Velveteen Dream supposed to be a part of that as well? I that is the first I'm hearing of that. Uh, but I, I could have swore I saw something about that. I'll oh. I'll I'll look that up. I did look up the CompuWare building. It says it holds about uh, capacity three thousand eight hundred. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Unless geez. I've got the wrong place, the CompuWare building in Plymouth uh, Township, yeah, no, that's Michigan. Certainly it. Wow. <laughs> yep. They'll get the wrestlers in the venue, and that's about it. <laughs> first Cast of thousands. Yeah, first ten people show up, get to watch the show. I don't know if they haul that entire locker room from venue to venue. That would <laughs> be a real carnival act. Yeah, no kidding. Well, like an old timey train. <laughs> get that, get that entertainer, entertainer music bed fired up for the AEW show. That's which one are you uh, talking? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. There they are. <laughs> Are they just in cages like in Dumbo? Jeez. <laughs> yes. yes exactly. Well, that's how that's how Dan Housen is definitely transported. I'm sure he's comfortable that way. <laughs> you know? It's probably cozy. Right. You'll rue the day. <laughs> I'm sure it's very comfy, very evil. All right. Well, where do you guys want to get started as far as the shows that were this past week? You want to start with some Monday Night Raw? No, nah, yeah, I mean, you're the host, you tell us. Oh, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Monday Night Raw. Fine. Uh, Brock Lesnar, once again, showing he's an entertaining bastard. 
Yeah, you call Paul Heyman a dick. With his <laughs> cowboy hat and his dad sweater and his big old <laughs> smile. I had to laugh that my show notes started off with Brock Lesnar calls <laughs> Paul Heyman a dick. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, great. You know, Brock Lesnar always has good one-liners, at least his new version of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, it keeps it entertaining, of course. We're seeing Brock and Roman, which someone tweeted out is for a seventh time, by the way, if you combine Oof. all the WrestleManias, wow. the the Saudi shows, and whatever else. Uh, so it, it is the, the combination of them combining the titles, most likely, and this new version of Brock Lesnar. Of course, Roman's great. Uh, it's making it as bearable as it can be. Uh, but again, it's as bearable as it can be. I will uh, say at least this time we are getting them flipped. Yes. Roman's the bad guy and Brock is the good guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I don't understand. So they mentioned March 5th, which is this Saturday. Uh, he's uh, defending the title at Madison Square Garden. That whole thing. Okay, first off, let me say, I watched the entirety of Raw. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, wow. Okay. I, it was you okay? easily, <laughs> easily the least bad Raw in years like wow. I, I kind of enjoyed it <laughs> i thought i'd seen somebody else tweet out that that was the like the least terrible raw since like yeah. 2019 like i wasn't warm to it but that's largely because i've been just so cold to the program sure. right like, mm -hmm. there was not anything i didn't like but that that whole thing was weird where they were like we're going to madison square garden it's on a day that we're not recording, right. but it's important that you all know this. Like, yes. is it just to sell out Madison Square Garden? And that's what it is. is it's because that... it's Madison Square Garden. Uh, the one part I don't understand about it is that they keep bringing up Bobby Lashley in this concussion thing. Like, it mm. is known that this dude is having shoulder surgery and he is out four months. Why are we even, like, right. playing this game? You know what I mean? Right. Just. Just say, you know, hey, fade, motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all you have to say is Bobby Lashley is out. We'll find an opponent for you. Why are we even entertaining that Bobby Lashley is going to be there when it's known that he's not going to be there already? I, I didn't understand that part uh, the, of it. The, that whole thing was just odd. The, yeah. I, like, I feel like it was too much ado about that show. Hmm. Yeah. Um, for for television, and like, it is funny that they will they will do huge shows like that. Like, hey, we're going to Madison Square Garden because it's always a big deal for them to go to Madison sure. Square Garden, and then not just like bring three cameras and stick it on the network. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just it seems like if nothing happens at that show, it's just another run of the mill house show. Right. I'll, I'll be like so flabbergasted. Like, why why, yeah. why did you why did you mention it fourteen you times? Such a pain raw. in it. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, yeah. I, I, I like Finn's back. I like that Finn's back, and it yeah. looks like he's, you know, I mean, he's going to be what he's going to be. Right. But um, w wasn't he in two different segments? Yeah, so he teamed with Tommaso Ciampa, which was, that was actually announced while we were recording last yeah. week. Which was, you know, a cool little moment. Like, you like seeing those two together. Sure. And then he challenged Damian Priest for a U.S. title match, which is actually taking place tonight mm. uh, for the U.S. title, I believe. I don't know if it's for the U.S. title, if they're doing that contenders match thing. I want to say it's for the U.S. title. Um, I would not hate him taking that off a of priest right now, you know, and giving Finn a little run. Because again, we said it last week, there's still a good amount of time before WrestleMania that if they were to give Finn the title, they could create a little push behind him sure. enough to make something, you know, doable at WrestleMania. Yeah. And I think that would shake things up and be interesting. And, you know, maybe you priest ends up with bad bunny again for a spectacle kind of match, Sure, which I don't think, I don't think undercuts him at this time. You know, they've done a pretty good job of protecting him. I think yes. that the people who like Damian Priest would still continue to. Yes. I think uh, obviously there would be an intent to like sort of get a core fan base 
if you mixed him with Bad Bunny again, and Bad Bunny did not put on a bad show. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think you're getting a little. It's a little risky this year with Bad Bunny. Just because a we just saw him at Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and b you have a lot of gimmicky matches already announced for WrestleMania. What do we got? We got Johnny Knoxville most likely and Sami Zayn, yeah. which yeah. we'll talk about when we get to SmackDown. Yeah. That, it's, doesn't that sort of stink of like the, uh, it's going to be a three minute? Yes. Like it's it's basically going to be Sami Zayn's entrance music and a, a you know. I think I think the spectacle of it nose. is going to be Johnny Knoxville is going to actually take some bumps. Right. I don't care for it. You know how I feel about celebrities, especially when it comes to big matches. Uh, and big shows like WrestleMania. So we got that. Uh, Logan Paul, you know, came oh, out as yeah. his partner on Raw. Nice. So he's teaming with him against Ugh. the Mysterios. And then if Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back and faces Kevin Owens, Owens and Seth Rollins are now in the tag team title picture. I don't know if they're going to go that route. You're forgetting one big gimmick match that uh, I, I, I think is in our other part of notes, but um, this Pat McAfee business oh, with wait, Vince wait. McMahon. Yes. What oh, wait, yeah. What's the, going on with this? What yes. in the world? I, I, I've heard rumors, and I really, really, really hope it's not true. Uh, I, I was excited that – so Vince McMahon will be on the Pat McAfee show Thursday. Yes. And that got people excited. I was like, oh, what? Because if you haven't watched Pat McAfee's show, it's a bunch of dudes sitting around smoking a little bit and talking shit. It's literally – they're like, and when they have guests on – whether it's professionals, ESPN reporters, whatever, they get the broken down version of these people. They are as real as it gets, right? Like they had a baseball reporter on who was the most robotic guy on ESPN dropping F-bombs and like throughout like talking about this baseball lockout. Well, Brock Lesnar broke a desk when he was on. Right. So like, so Everyone's like, oh, what kind of Vince McMahon are we going to get? Now there's talks that they're going to tie in this Austin Theory story with a WrestleMania match for Pat McAfee. I really, really hope not. What but, would it be McAfee versus Austin Theory be the ultimate thing? Like they tease that it's going to be Vince McMahon. But yeah, and McMahon. I don't understand. Vince McMahon people, cannot get no. in the ring at this age. He is 76 age. years old. I no, really sir. hope people don't have any. I've seen that rumor and I've ignored it because I'm like, it's got to be someone stupid on the internet. Like, do you really think... Somebody, Vince McMahon. Somebody said the last time he was in the ring was 12 years ago. Yes. The last time he wrestled a match yeah. was 12 years ago. And you've seen ago. him. He doesn't look good. No. Right? right? Like, you've, just the backstage segments are like, man, he go home, dude. You feeling okay? Like, don't do it. He's 76 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he lives kind of a, a tough, stressful life. He does. And so you have that combined with why would you put someone like that in the ring with Pat McAfee? Right, like not a no, professional wrestler. Come on. It has to be. Yeah. Come on, Austin nerds. Theory versus <laughs> yeah. So Pat McAfee, but again, there's no way to like again, there's a lot of time before WrestleMania, so maybe they'll they'll make it make sense as much mm. as possible. Right. But Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, I'm I'm good without too. I don't need Pat oh, McAfee yeah. in a yeah, WrestleMania the, match. Can we all agree that half of WrestleMania like almost every viewer is going to be able to say that they could do without. Like, that's very true. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to be like the hardest of the hardcore fans to be in, like, ooh, and Johnny Knox, Johnny Knoxville, and this fucking Logan Paul. Great, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm a yeah, huge fan of both. They're diving way too deep into the gimmicky side of things this year, and I don't understand. Like again, they have two nights of WrestleMania. You got to fill it. Yeah, that's fine. But not, not too much. They have to fill the seats because uh, Uncle Dave said in his recent whatever wrestling newsletter, you know, the Wrestling Observer Daily Update, apparently they still need to move 20,000 tickets on each night. Ooh. That's a 
That's a lot of tickets. Gonna be a lot of people showing up for night one of WrestleMania, and if you look under your seats, you've got a ticket for night two. <laughs> I mean, that who knows? Who's to say? I mean, that by all means could be. Um, the thing that blows my mind is that not only do we have two nights of WrestleMania, they're also doing an NXT takeover Saturday in the afternoon before WrestleMania. That's a long day, Whoa. and it's like what across town because like takeovers in Dallas. But then AT&T Stadium is in Arlington. So, like, you got to fight traffic from the venue to get from NXT yeah. to night one of WrestleMania? Wild. I don't know. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a little too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand how these gimmicky matches, like, you got to fill them, right? Right. How do we think that a Johnny Knoxville, a Pat McAfee, who else did we say? Logan Paul. Yeah. These people in matches, they don't sell tickets, right? Like, they, they just I don't. I don't know about that. I think maybe I a Ronda think, Rousey does. A Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey is a, all the crap we, we say about her, she's somebody that at least has put in a run before. Yes. She's in the, the wrestling industry sure. before. She's actually in the title picture. She's not here if for having, a one-off. If having celebrities at WrestleMania did not sell tickets, they would not continue to do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. But they can't. you can't compare Ronda Rousey to Logan Paul, Johnny Knoxville. Is it, she is putting in the work to be there every week, tell the story. She's done a run with WWE before. She, was, she won the Royal Rumble. This is just Johnny Knoxville just doing a celebrity cameo. Yeah. Same thing with Logan Paul. And then it, it's it gets the same gimmicky. Thing Bad Bunny did and, last year. It's the same thing Snooki did years ago. And it's, that's it, right? If it didn't it's work, not the same they as wouldn't continue to do it. It's definitely overkill this year, though. Yeah, but it's overkill. Yeah. Is my point. I think that's a great point. You know, it, two nights or not, you do not give us more. Put forget an NXT takeover. I don't think anybody is going to take the time to go watch NXT takeover. That's why WrestleMania saying. weekend. If you're going to do put an that NXT, on the show. if you're going to do NXT matches, just. Put them at WrestleMania, yes. man. Well, it makes you wonder how long each night of WrestleMania is going to be. Right. Because, like, if it's somehow, oh, like, three hours each night and it's kind of like just a tight I show. I it'll be more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be more because I feel like, the, what? gosh, last year it was, like, close to, like, four or five hours yeah. each yeah. night. I'd, night. Bet, like, four, I'd bet four plus a pre-show. That's a lot of, that's a lot of time. Yeah, right. and it, the worry I have, though, is, again... They had the luxury, and I say luxury because of the ticket situation, of it being half-filled each night at the stadium last right. year. So if they didn't sell all the tickets, it still didn't look bad because they had the excuse of, oh, it's half-filled. Yeah, but like even before, like it wasn't a sold-out show. I don't think it was, or at least like it was like the day of it may have sold out because like we had, okay, so it was in Tampa last year. We right. have uh, folks within the company yes. uh, who are, you know, are based in Tampa. And, like, one of my guys that I'm, like, cool with uh, within, you know, the, the radio group, like, he bought, like, three rows, like, in, like, th like third row, like, significantly discounted prices. But he bought it, like, the day of the show. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, it may sell out, but they're going to take a massive financial hit. But then at the same time, like every year, they're like, man, it's the best year we've ever had. Our profits are up. So like <sighs> apparently even selling half of a WrestleMania is still fine. I guess. I, sure. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, I, even though I'm not high on the WWE product. I'm and, high. Well, <laughs> there you go. Like. 
it's still WrestleMania. You still want a show. You yeah. still want something good. I'm just going to show yeah. up on the stage. And it's, I mean, I don't know. It just, it sucks. I hate feeling like this going into WrestleMania. Right. It's just a shit feeling. Yeah. Who do we think <laughs> Edge is going like to, who it. do we think Edge is going to end up with? It's got to be AJ Styles. You think that, so? That's the rumor. AJ's got nothing going on. I don't, if he doesn't go to Edge, what are you doing with AJ at WrestleMania? Because you have to do something. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not a name. AJ Styles, Finn Balor for the United States title. I don't hate that either. I yeah, don't hate that one bit. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, but I, we've seen a Finn AJ match in WWE before. It was actually, and it's a, one a of my favorite switch. matches of all time. Exactly. Well, they, they, didn't they have to pull the trigger on that because that was during that meningitis yes. outbreak? Yep. And that was I can't remember. who We was nearly got Bray Wyatt Bray. Yes. as Sister Abigail versus the Demon. That's right. That's and right. because of meningitis, we ended up with AJ Styles and Finn Balor in one of the greatest Balor. wrestling matches of all time. Yeah, pumpkin. Oh, uh, the pumpkin. Yeah, I remember the pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, the pumpkin uh, gear. The great pumpkin demon. Okay, so if we put Finn Balor with AJ Styles, then who faces Edge? Because you know Edge's you know, that name is going to be a high name. Like, well, we've already given him Seth Rollins, so I wouldn't say unless they that. go Kevin Owens. Eh, maybe. I feel like AJ's the way to go. I think AJ AJ's just makes anyone look like a million dollars. does. I mean, he can put himself over, obviously, but he always puts over his opponent. And with a guy of Edge's uh, pedigree and yeah. age, I think that's exactly the kind of guy you want, right? Like every time, and I've said this on the show a million times, actually, probably well before y'all got here. Every time AJ Styles flies out of the ring, I think that he's getting hurt. And then, yeah. I, and then I have to go. Oh, wait, he does that every match. He's, every time I've watched AJ Styles, he's done that exact thing. But every time he makes it look so good, like he's like, like he's just like out of control, flying to the floor. But he's he's so good at that. What's the what's the status on on Stone Cold? Like, and, that, and that's what I was going to say. God! I think a lot of. <laughs> oh, geez. I think a lot of it has to do with. Stone like, Cold. Stone Cold. We get it. What are you doing? Stone Cold! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so. I'm going to act so confused right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to act like there's no one over well, here. Here's the right. thing. I think he is going to be here, but he's so bad on the mic, they don't want to have him get into a feud with uh, Kevin Owens. Okay. Stone so, Cold is so bad. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, the whole he, edge. Um, he's, he's terrible on the mic. This. Listen. He and The Rock, bad on the mic. The whole edge situation is going to play a role in a lot of different things. A. What's the status of Stone Cold? B, what's the status of Cody? Will Cody be at, at, in WWE before Mania? Oh, yeah. Also, it, are they putting Seth and Kevin Owens in the tag team division? Oh, yeah. Because nah. they're going to go for the Raw tag team titles nah. next Monday in a triple threat. So do they win that match or do they lose it? Right? And nah. the, again, if they, if they lose it, that opens up both Seth and KO for another Mania match. If they win it, they're going to be in a tag team division at Mania. No, I see, I see them losing that match. And I do, too. It's, just, it's, it's a bump on the road to WrestleMania for both so of too. those guys. I hope so, and I think so. Uh, so I think that all plays a role. Either way, uh, my top option is AJ Styles for Edge. Uh, I think that would be a great match. You say AJ makes everyone look good. Edge has been doing great work since he's been back. He's, he's been putting solid. on great matches. Yeah. As long as you put him in with someone that knows what the hell they're doing, he's going to put on a good match at mm -hmm. a Mania. So I'll take Edge and AJ all, all day. Again, my fantasy booking, I think, Chuck, you and I ran into each other this past week. I'm doing Cody and Seth at Mania. I'm doing KO and Stone Cold. And I'm doing uh, uh, Edge and AJ Styles. Those are like my th my three non-title premier I would, matches. I wouldn't be mad at any of those matches happening, but I also like I don't feel like I have enough evidence to expect them. 
yet. Right. That's it, fair, but I think they're very good predictions. I think they make sense on paper. I think that they're uh, they make sense based on you know what we've seen in the last three months. Sure. The only one I have confidence in AJ and Edge. I have confidence in Ko and Stone Cold only because Ko is diving so hard. Yeah, he just he's he like not Texas. even. He, yeah, he yeah. is he's leaning so heavy. But into it, it would not be the first time I've seen somebody lean hard into a storyline for them to three to four weeks go like, oh, we can't do it. We don't have anything for you now. That could right. be true, too. But also, KO could just be trying to get, like, the biggest booze walking yeah. into the building. You sure. Know? But then what, what do you do with KO if it's not Stone Cold, right? If, if we put Seth somewhere else. Oh, maybe. Um, you say they're not winning the tag title, so right, what do beer. we do with KO? Yeah, it could well, be Mirror. Well, he is I coming. I understand he's on his way. Any minute now. I love it. Yo, I, got, I got to shout out my dad. I have to shout out my dad for the, for this when it comes to Veer. And he sees the, the promos and everything. He's like, yeah, Veer, you know, he made a couple stops on the way. Stopped <laughs> <on> the <story. laughs> He's still coming. He just stopped. You know, made a couple stops. He's on his way, though. Don't you worry. Speaking of stops on the way, did you guys see that the girl that Los Lotharios kissed on SmackDown is a wrestler that was on Rampage later that night? Well, no that shit. is an interesting little tidbit. Very yeah. interesting. Let yeah. me look it up so I can get her name for you. Very Hot interesting. Goss. Oh, wait. Uh, was it the Serena Deeb challenge? Yes. That uh, girl. Kayla Sparks. Kayla Sparks. Yes. Is her name. <laughs> yes. Yeah, wow. third on both shows. It's, yeah. Uh, Not the first time somebody's been on both shows. She's the Rick Rude of a new wow. generation. <laughs> yeah, we're talking yes. about... Cody Rhodes jumping ship. Shout out to Kayla Sparks, <laughs> yeah. biggest name in wrestling right now. Yep. Make them yeah. towns, baby. Wow, I good stuff. Well, Kate, well, they Rampage was recorded Wednesday night. Yeah, I guess yeah. I could. Yeah. yeah, it's doable. It's doable. Yeah, because yeah. two nights in between, and you know, you mentioned Uncle Dave. SmackDown was a genuine sellout. I did see that tweet. Okay, which was which was That's very interesting. Great, That's fascinating. Good I tried. Them. I tried watching SmackDown two different times this weekend. Yeah, and it was during nap time, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not. It may not be SmackDown's fault that I was right. old man tired. No, nothing but, crazy. I mean, we mentioned we talked about Johnny Knoxville, and Sami Zayn. I wanna, are any of you interested or entertained or wanting to see this? I, I, I love see. a gloating Sami Zayn. I love Sami Zayn, but I don't care for this feud with Johnny Knoxville. I, I hate that he's being relegated to this. Yes. I, yeah. I, yes, I, I yes. want to see I want to see Sami Zayn like I like to see KO. Yeah. Right. But it's just so clearly not the path, right? Like right. this is just what he is. He's you know gonna be the comedy guy, which means that he's the He's the fill the gaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every match went over by four minutes, so your 20 minutes is now two. <laughs> right. I did read uh, a rumor that um, Ricochet is in line for a push on SmackDown. Yeah, he's, he's getting supposed, an IC title match He's next supposed week. to face Sami Zayn either this week or next, next week, week on SmackDown. for the IC title. <laughs> like, that would be a very Finn Balor with the U.S. title like we were just talking about 15 minutes ago if, like, Okay, we got to get Ricochet on the WrestleMania card. So why don't we throw the Intercontinental title to him right before Please WrestleMania do. and then put and him in a match? And honestly, and then, I, I hope we get. And a then swerve. the Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn thing has nothing to do with titles. Again, I well, I don't even. It's care. just a fun I don't match. I want to see it. Like even if it's not for a title, if anything, I'm hoping the swerve is because to be fair, they have not. I hope announced. my cable goes out during that match. That's <laughs> how much I hate that match. <laughs> like, 
To be fair, they haven't announced that WrestleMania match, like Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Knoxville challenged him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there's still room for a swerve because then Ricochet got involved. I'm hoping the swerve could be if they're giving Ricochet a push, Sami Zayn cheats his way to a win, and Johnny Knoxville is just in Ricochet's corner when he wins the IC title I at seen, Mania. I do want to against see, Sami If Zayn. I'm going to see Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, I want to see him take some bumps. He can and he's still he's, can in someone's he's the corner. Guy from Jackass. He he could then here you go. I'll, I'll book it for you. you. He robs Sami Zayn of the IC title. Sami Zayn beats the hell out of him after Ricochet wins. There's that's your fine. bumps. There you go. Yeah, I cool. think that's the route I'd rather. I do not want to see Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn one-on-one, especially for a title, when you could put Johnny Knoxville in Ricochet's corner and give Ricochet a WrestleMania moment that he has been long overdue for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the, the corner stuff is a much... Bet, but very, very much preferable, especially for a lot. Uh, I mean, like, what is he like? Can we call him a B level celebrity, Johnny Knoxville? At this point, yes. I mean, yeah. he's a, a niche celebrity for sure, right? right? Like, it's, it's, it's very much niche. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, people who I have no problem with people who enjoyed Johnny Knoxville. I just missed the whole jackass arc. It just wasn't in my sure. world. I have not no ill will towards him, but I'm, I'm with you yeah. in terms of the idea of the celebrity. Like, we got lucky with Bad Bunny. No, oh, yeah. we got lucky with Pat McAfee. Yes. Like, how long are it we going to keep, keep pushing this envelope? Oh, right. And that's what made the Logan Paul story last year with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens bearable. He was only in... I forgot, I can't remember whose corner. Yeah, he took he a got, stunner. He, he took a in stunner. Sammy's corner, I yeah, think, he and he took Sammy's a stunner. Corner, right? How great would it be if he took another... If, if uh, friggin' Kevin Owens came out on night one just to give Logan Paul a stunner, even though his match was on night two. Hell yes. Bring out MGK. Have him get powerbombed. Just have Kevin Owens hurt all the celebrities. Turn it into the the new Kane. uh, What was the baseball guy? Pete Pete Rose. Rose. Pete Rose. Oh, my gosh. The fact that they brought Pete Rose for three (laughs) WrestleManias is not shocking at all. He's a criminal. Oh man! Wait, well, baseball's in a lockout, so we have room to talk about that. Oh um, yeah, that's that's great stuff. That's, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to baseball. Yeah, and I just hope those owners are able to squeeze every goddamn cent they can out of the players, the fans, the cities that they get tax subsidies from. Mm-hmm. Fuck I, I, these yeah, baseball owners. I just hope that they realize how dumb their sport looks. You know what I mean? Every, every they don't because other, not even the owners are watching baseball anymore. Right. That's every the other fucking problem. Sport has navigated around this shit, around the pandemic, and this is going to be the third straight season. Sorry, we're talking sports. Third straight season that's going to be stupid of some sort because they don't know how to work around things. We're we're a professional wrestling podcast, and you want baseball to realize how stupid their sport looks? <laughs> <laughs> Well, fair. <sighs> Speaking of what most people call stupid, let's move on to AEW Dynamite because it gave me some spooky bullshit last week. And boy, oh boy, was I all about it. I mean, that first of all, the fact that you brought up last week's AEW Dynamite and you went immediately to spooky bullshit yes. and didn't lead with MJF. No. I mean, okay, We'll fine. get to MJF, but give I me a second. put MJF at the front. Give yeah. me a second to shout out this is what happens when the House of Black. Yes. And then you've got Pac, who's kind of spooky. Yeah. And Penta El Zero Mero comes out from behind a fucking headstone. He looked really cool. And his manager is done up like he's in the Spanish Inquisition. Yes. (laughs) Nobody expected that. that. that (laughs) And it's funny with him. He, uh, I can't, what is his name again? Uh, Penta's. 
No idea. No, no idea. idea. Alex Abrahantes. Yes, there you go. Thank uh, God. Oh, Erica. <laughs> Show translator. <laughs> yes. I know very uh, he, little Spanish and French. She had a lot of people talking, Alex, did, because he tweeted out, I don't know if it was the day of the show or the day before, that it was time for him to go in a different direction. And, of course, the breaking news was he's leaving AEW. Yeah. Yes. And then he does that. No. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. No, they booked a match specifically for me in AEW Dynamite. That was very cool. And I appreciated it. It was a good yep. match. And I'm loving the House of Black. Yep. Uh, how did we think? What did we think about the um, introduction of Homeboy and... I, I like the Buddy swerve. Matthews. Can Buddy I, Matthews. Yeah. Can I can I be excited about it before you shit all over it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was so I loved uh Malachi Black looking like he'd seen a ghost. Yeah. When Buddy Matthews showed up and then the swerve when he turned on and he was they were a team. I was like, yes. I, they, he yes. Played, Buddy played that brilliantly. Yes. I, I thought that whole thing played out well. And I will say this before you shit on it. Sure. And I, I I think that we're being jovial about it because we can't really argue with your point. No, no, no. no. We already know what your point is going to be. But I like that he's brought in specifically to be part of the House of Black. It's like... Those guys have a legacy. They had their matches were so good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like talk about missed opportunities for WWE. Like mm-hmm. they had these just it's 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 like they're gonna do with fucking Walter and um, Dragonoff. Uh, no, he, he's Gunther. He's not even <laughs> Gunther. Yeah, he's Gunther. Yeah, I Which, forgot. I well, forgot that they're not calling me Gunther. And we had Walter. We had Jimmy Smith call him uh, Walter on Raw, by the way, and Corey Graves corrected him. <laughs> like, Shut up, Corey. Jimmy like Smith kiss ass. is not good. I do not like that. Really? That, that was my yeah my least favorite thing about Raw. But that's I neither here nor there. I, I like that he was brought to House of Black. I like that it was done yes. without much fanfare. It was, it, you know, that all made sense to me. It's not just adding to the roster where it's like, uh, all right, we got another guy. Like, I, I, my expect, I understand what my expectations are. They're going to be on every other week when they. Yep. <laughs> it seems like is going to be now the House of Black. Is we're going to get them once every two weeks, and that's you know, like, but they much like WWE, they cut everybody and they have to sort out like, what are they presenting us now? Yeah, AEW. Threw everything on the pile, and they got to figure out what they're presenting to us now. Yeah, that's very true. Amy uh, came in the room to like, she's like, "Oh, you got to see this TikTok video or something like that." And then the lights went out, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, hold it! It's happening! It's happening! Hold the TikTok! Hold the TikTok!" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was going to be Julia Hart, but it wasn't. Yeah. That's fine with me. Is it bad? It was still good. I will say, like. Uh- <laughs> The, the one thing that uh, myself and Eric popped for uh, was JR's call. I, sometimes I wonder if they let Jim Ross in on certain things. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, he, sh- like, he shows up. <laughs> Buddy Matthews shows up. And like people are cheering. And JR just goes, this guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so sweet and genuine. And it's just, once like, you know, I know I say it before, but like it's nice to hear Jim Ross have some fun. He's yeah. been through some shit. Yep. So it's like let him have let him have fun. He's this is great. Good. He's having a good time. His whole who booked him for oh, Dan House was fantastic. I feel like like we should have man, I don't know if JR should be the lead guy on commentary. Like I feel like I love him doing color yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's very true. And, and I, I like Excalibur's play by play. He's outstanding on play by play. I'm glad to hear that because uh, I've, uh, other people that I talk to are like, ugh, it's Excalibur. I, Why? I, what, honestly, what is their deal? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe it's just that he's wearing a mask, but I, I think no, he does a fine I think, job. I think he does a fine job. I, I'm not going to 
why I'm a Michael Cole fan, believe it or not. Like, honestly, for a WWE, WWE, AEW, you know, person. (laughs) (laughs) I've nearly signed up for State Farm because Excalibur's told me about it. Yeah, I just just think, you know, for a play-by-play guy in general, sports or anything, I want a guy that just does the job. Don't overdo it. Don't try to steal the show. It's not about you, right? As a play-by-play guy, you just got to paint the picture of what I'm watching. And if I'm not watching, you got to be able to paint the picture oh, that's so I right. can follow. Still doesn't right? understand kayfabe. You weren't you weren't a fan of uh, the guy that was uh, the NXT SmackDown announcer. Uh, Moral Ronaldo. Yeah, you yeah, I wasn't a fan of him. Either. I thought he overdid it. Yeah. I, th- I thought he. You're doing too much. You don't have to do too much. The show is going to be the show. You just have to add to the moment, not be the moment. I think Excalibur does a great job of that. I think he overcalls some moves sometimes. But other than that, like I think he does a great job, and I think Michael Cole's the same way. He does the job. He doesn't overdo it, he, that kind of thing. And Jim Ross was the same way back when. All right, Buddy Matthews, you got 30 seconds. Thirty. Uh, no, honestly, I would rather – the main point I'm going to make is that I I'd rather – I get a dump over here. Here we go. So I'd rather see Buddy Matthews – Take on Malachi Black. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a sucker for the matches they had in WWE and how great they were. Sure. How great both of them are at selling. I don't want to see them together. All right. I don't want to see them together. That's this a fair point. A, it's not even a roster thing. Okay. It's a, it's a matter of I'd rather see these two fight, especially in AEW where they kind of push the limits even on TV. Right. These two could put on a damn good match. Yeah. I don't want. I don't. Yeah. It does nothing for me them together. All right. Their styles are too good. I think that what we're we're seeing is that like the people who aren't going to be in the main player storylines are dumped in these trios, right? Like that's what these trios and factions are for. It's so that like every other week you can trump out a whole bunch of people so they get their screen time, and until they're part of a belt picture, um, it's just a good way to group people together until they figure out what they're doing with this damn roster, or if they're going to put on seventeen hours. Well, of at some point, listen, they're going to have to they're, they're going to have to make a decision at some point when it comes to cutting people. Oh yeah, who you I can think we're and cannot see pay. A lot of contracts not uh, be renewed. I I have some things to say, and, and perhaps Shawnee, you could probably chime in, in in whether or not you agree or disagree with. Uh, this because this is the new japan model uh new japan's very good they have a very deep roster themselves but they very much uh deal with the uh, multi-man tag yeah. situation and what they and they utilize the, the you know that very well they'll have shoot like you know four on four five on five they'll have like these really big multi-man tags and within though that structure you know they have certain people interact sure and they have you know certain teases to little things and it's a great device on setting up singles feuds or tag feuds or things like that i feel like if aew were to utilize the multi-man tag more and kind of lean into kind of new japan booking that way you'd get more folks on TV, you'd be utilizing the roster more, uh, you'd be able to kind of tease things here, there, and everywhere. Maybe right. not towards the next pay-per-view, but maybe the pay-per-view after that or sure. whatever the special shows are. I would like to see that more, and I think that would justify the many, many acquisitions, which, don't get me wrong, I understand your your complaints and whatnot, but at the same time, I'm also thinking like, okay, as a wrestler, would I rather be on AEW television maybe every other week with like decent creative and I kind of have an idea of 
my, you know, of what's going on moving forward or, you know, WWE just seems very chaotic and things change like that and not necessarily due to injury, but just due to like, I'm bored with this. We're changing it. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I don't I even don't think know. it comes down to the choice at this point. WWE cut a lot of these people. That is, they were just, right. It's this or impact. Right. So, or or control your narrative, uh, which it, it, that is not a. Now, what is this a, control your narrative? I don't even. What are we talking about? Can, oh, you don't know about you don't, this. No, oh. Did we talk about it on the wrestling show? Girl, no. <laughs> I thought you were plugged into this on uh, wrestling Twitter. Long story short, control your narrative is like kind of like a new promotion, in a matter of speaking. Like started by uh, oh, this Adam is the Shear, EC3, EC3. And, um, yes, Adam Shear, Adam, Sh- yeah, and those guys. What's Adam Shear's real name? Braun. But like it's it's um we they were have talking so- about who was going to join that we didn't mention it but it wasn't control your narrative last week. Yeah, well it's because it it base it really looks like all right who's an anti vaxxer and who's all going to be on there because it it looks like just like a bunch of white dudes and moose like it's very strange um i don't know how i feel i actually i think it's it's silly it's in i highly recommend look look on look at the twitter discourse uh regarding control your narrative because it's um yeeks yeah um but I digress. Enough about those assholes. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. If AEW were to utilize more multi-people uh, tags, uh, I feel like it could solve a lot of problems and they would be able to use folks more. But that's just that's just me. Well, let's talk about the real big story on AEW Dynamite, and that was MJF's promo, which, wow, got to say, wow. I, it, I I think I had mentioned to you before you'd seen it, Justin. Yes, that's uh, true. That uh, it's only February, and I don't think we'll see a promo that good for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, you know, the one thing I'm going to disagree with a lot of people is anyone that's trying to paint this as a babyface thing. Not. No. Not even close. I agree. Uh, you know, A, he could definitely spin this and come out and be an asshole this oh, week. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Off. So that's still on the table. Secondly, if you really think a heel like MJF, they're just going to pull to a baby face. What the hell? Are you not paying attention? <laughs> and thirdly, one of the best things about heels that wrestling has started to do, because wrestling used to be you always disagree with the heels. They always said the most outlandish bullshit that was clearly not true, so you would hate them. One of the best things about heels in wrestling, and they kind of started this with like a Kevin Owens kind of thing, is they say some shit, and you either A, I kind of agree with you, or B, you kind of feel bad. Yeah. Or you could see where they're coming from. Right. That's exactly where this what this was, right? MJF has always been the heel that just talked down people, talked to fans, talk, talked on his opponent, was an asshole, and he did it great. He's never spun anything to say, oh, I kind of agree with what he's saying. That right? He, and, he, and, and not only do we agree with what he's saying, but we, we felt for him. And right. Real and, and the story, the upbringing is from everything I've seen is all genuine. The, I loved it. The empathy he fostered was something I was not expecting no. whatsoever. No. Because you, you had CM Punk do his promo where he had where he had the photo, which I'm like, ooh, nice touch. Uh, and I was kind of really excited about that. And then you see the way MJF's face falls and and he exits and you're you're like okay don't know where this is coming from and then he he you know, he comes down the ramp and he still has that face and it's just one of those things where you know I had no idea where it was going 
uh, the the crowd, you know, it was it was very interesting to kind of hear the crowd turn and 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 really just kind of listen and just to kind of witness that all of it was nothing short of magical. Like it it just it was re- it was really something like it was something like we haven't seen something like that in a very long time. It reminded me of Alexa Bliss. One of the times she won, I think it was maybe one of the first times she won the title came out and cut this really good babyface promo about yeah. like how much this means to her and how much. And it was very out of character because up until that point, she'd been Little Miss Bliss and been really mean. Right. And she was like, I just wanted to let every little girl at home know that, you know, you can do it or blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> and then and then the smile. Yeah. Some and bullshit. Then, <laughs> and then the smile came on her face. He's like, but you never will because you're not me. And like, that's the only thing that was missing from this. And I absolutely appreciate that you're making me sweat for a week wondering when are you going to turn the knife? Because I know you're gonna. Well, well th- and I think that you're bringing up a good point because like, I think the whole time I'm like, hold, yeah, hold. And it never happened. And I'm like, right. Oh, damn. Right. Okay. He was in tears. Yeah, he was in yeah, shoot tears. tears. He, he had away. shoot tears. He had a tear come yes. down his face. CM yeah. Punk's reaction too when he came down, because you got the whole. Is that true? Yeah, and I'm like, is it true? Oh, oh I'm oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, is it true? Oh, yeah. that oh, is. I felt all that. Oh, that is that it's is good. The, I think I'm like it's that is the soapy stuff. goodness God, I feel so in my nethers. It just oh yeah, it was awesome. Talk, I feel uncomfortable. I'm closer to her. Shush. Either way, it was awesome. Now, it was a great promo. But and they, and you mentioned how are they gonna? Is he gonna turn? How is he gonna turn? Doing a segment like that, something in general when it comes to a heel like MJF and a story like MJF and CM Punk, we have never seen in wrestling really before. True. Right. Yeah. What do you do from here? Like you only have one week until Revolution. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But even after Revolution, where do you take MJF's character? After he just, his whole thing is I'm better than you and you know it. And he, you know, never showed emotion, never smiled, never showed weakness, nothing. And then you have him come out and pour his heart out like this in tears, walk out of the ring two straight weeks without a word to say to Punk's face. How do you take this character from here? I'm not saying they're stuck, but it's like... You can't go left, right? We can't act like that never happened. No, I think so. How the, do you continue? I think the idea is, you're a big man, CM Punk. You're gonna beat up the guy who idolized you, who became a wrestler because you're a big man. You're gonna put a dog collar on my on my neck, and you're yeah. gonna beat the crap, beat me bloody, big big man. Everyone, everyone applaud the big hero. That's CM true, Punk, but that's not the, the guy. But that's not the personality he had. It's, it's not, not what he said. It's not the point he had. It was the way he portrayed it, right? Because he could have been the typical MJF heel to say just that, right? Right, and we wouldn't have thought anything of it. Of course, yeah, that's MJF. It's the fact that he they took a whole different route with him, right? Well, to portray that, if he were to just say that, they would just be like, "Oh, it's just MJF exactly. being a shit heel," and I can't exactly. wait to see him get his ass kicked. Now you're conflicted, yeah. And right. That's why it's fun but, because uh, now it's like, oh, he's not wrong. Yeah, and that's it, right? But again, it's the fact that you had this guy come out and show emotion like this, and this is the type of heel that MJF has been. How does this affect his heel status going forward? But how? What type of heel is he is he going to be? Is he going to go right back to being that jackass? And what level of jackass? Right. That's the. That's what I'm most like. Are we excited talking about Johnny Knoxville again? 
<laughs> but like, but right. isn't that exciting to where like yes. it's yeah. like we have no idea where the hell this is going, right? But we're we're all in for the ride, right? That's and it. like that, it's exciting to to be able to be like, oh hooray! Oh, I can't wait to watch. Yeah, I can't wait for this. And I think that's what we look to do. After you, you know, we've watched any entertainment for so long, you start to, it's fun to try and predict what's going to happen next. And it's fun to be right. But it's also a lot more fun to like rekindle that youthful enthusiasm and that, that naivete of yeah. like, I don't know where this is going. Exactly. And, that's fun. And, and this is why last week's dynamite was a way better than the week that Keith Lee and Jay White showed up to me. And honestly, and as much as I appreciate Buddy Matthews, that was my least favorite moment of the show. Yeah. Because the rest of the show was beautiful storytelling to Revolution. From the tag team. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, Moxley and Danielson, MJF's promo, Adam Page cut a good promo by Adam Cole. Like, it was beautiful storytelling, got me ready for the pay-per-view. Yep. And then they threw Buddy Matthews in there. And honestly, I was just like, no, I'm good. Give me back to, (laughs) give me back to what's going on. You know, I mean, that's and that's why I preach about stop bringing, stop signing people for debuts and returns. I don't need it. You can tell great stories, and when you focus on storytelling like that, that's when AEW is at its peak when it comes to dynamites week in and week out. That's why I love pay per view. The, their pay per views, the dynamites leading up to the pay per views are the best of the year yeah. because that's when they focus the most on the storytelling around the stars that they have. Right, and they're pretty damn good at it. At least the people performing it, whoever's coming up with these stories and promos and whatever, they're pretty damn good at it. I've got some bad news for you. It was Cody Rhodes. Things are going to be a about to get much little better. different. <laughs> I really liked the Eddie Kingston Jericho confrontation. Mm-hmm. I Interesting. To me, this is the first time I'm interested in Jericho essentially since he started in AEW. And by starting, I mean I loved him doing the stuff the Painmaker stuff, facing uh, Okada mm-hmm. and right. New Japan and being like a, a pillar. I, I was excited that he was a pillar in that he had just come off some great, great, great work. Yeah. And he was a name that was going to bring some attention. But generally speaking, his arc in AEW has been fine. You know, early on, there was stuff that was better than than worse. And, and, you know, we all have discussed the fact that the inner circle has gone on too long and that by trying to give these guys a rub... He's actually been sort of weighing that whole that segment down, like mm. everyone involved. <laughs> and I think that we're going to now get to see him do what he does best, which is just go after somebody one-on-one. And Eddie Kingston is so equipped for that. Yeah. Like there were moments where Eddie just sort of laughed in Jericho's <laughs> face because stuff was, I, I think, too real. And he Eddie Kingston was like, shit, I am not as good on the mic, on the hot mic, with the spotlight on as this guy, right? But when he has his prepared stuff, Eddie Kingston is fucking gold. And so I think that this is going to be just a really good give and take. Now, And I think that it's a good match for Jericho because Eddie Kingston's matches tend to be sort of mid-length. You know, uh, Eddie Kingston's not going to be fast like Hoovy. I think that, and it's going to tell some great story. And this is where... I think Jericho gives a better rub. The, the, the Festival of All Friendship stuff now is what, five years old? We talked yeah. about yeah. it mm-hmm. recently. The, the anniversary just passed. That is my favorite modern wrestling story. And I think they can create some of that kind of magic because the Eddie Kingston storyline 
to me, I've enjoyed more than CM Punk and more than Brian Danielson even. I love Eddie Kingston going back for about a year. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good. And the fact that he has got such baby hate, baby face steam behind him. And Jericho, the fan base is just sort of like, uh, like the whole tone of Jericho is lukewarm if you just look yeah. across the whole board, right? People like that song, though. Yeah, people love <laughs> sing along to sure Judas. They love they Chris sure Judas. Do. I will not sing the I will not sing the Chris Judas song at the stadium. Ditto. <laughs> I will not. I will not. It's funny, Sean, you say that. I had the exact opposite reaction okay. nice. to that nice. segment. Hmm. Uh, that segment made me realize, a, reminded me, I should say, how much I love Eddie Kingston mm -hmm. and how little I care about anything Chris Jericho does in AEW. Fascinating. Because when Chris Jericho is talking to Eddie Kingston saying, I'm the guy and this and that, I'm just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Like Eddie, <laughs> Eddie laughing in his face, at least from my point of view, was really? Okay, cool. Keep talking. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like I... I didn't. I didn't care for anything that Chris you know, you Jericho think said. Eddie Kingston, who's face? like one broken leg from his career ending and and dying in poverty, was just like oh, Jericho. You really think you're 30 years of headlining things? <laughs> yeah, I not, keep it real. Not in, like, like not keep in it real AEW. right to the fucking poorhouse. Jericho is not is not the the on kayfabe or not the end all be all of AEW. Other no, promotions, of course not. Oh no, of course not. Other years. 100%. But when it comes to AEW, like, Eddie Kingston should win this match. Okay, so... Okay, Eddie I gotta, Kingston we, winning this match... You you realize he's a baby face, right? That Eddie Kingston's a baby face? Yes. You realize okay. Eddie Kingston's a baby face, right? Right. Eddie My Kingston's man, go down the block, which kills <laughs> so, me. My man. Don't, I love Don't it. tell Justin that Eddie Kingston's the baby face. He's the one who's going to go over. Right. Jericho's okay. supposed to look bad to shine no. up the baby but face here's, but here's, so no, that no, when the baby no, no, face no, no, wins... No. Here's, no. <laughs> this, here's, is a, this is a funny bit, but it's going to feel real silly if he loses and we have to do this again. you're not letting me finish is... Eddie Kingston should win this match, and yeah. it doesn't do that much for his run. Him beating Chris Jericho doesn't do much. I have to. I normally I like arguing with Justin, but I have to agree that as much as I love Eddie Kingston, I'm getting very serious vibes of a character that never ever wins. Yeah. But then, like, I still love him, and he's a scrapper, and that's cool. But I've not seen him win a significant match. And even if he beats Chris Jericho, I don't think it does much, right? Like, like you're supposed to when you like when you ha what, the, what they're going for is this is the face of, of AEW, the, one of the top guys, former world champion. Of course, Jericho has all these accolades. He's the heel that's going to talk this guy down, and Eddie Kingston's going to conquer him at the pay per view, and this is going to skyrocket Eddie Kingston. Even if Eddie Kingston does this, I don't think it does anything for him. I don't think people are going to care that much, and like people love Eddie Kingston. I don't think people are going to care that he beat Chris Jericho. I think people are going to care a lot more about a lot else that's going on at Revolution, not this match. I see. Interesting. So you think like it's going to be like half volume or just crickets? I I just I think it, I think people are going to all be like, uh, like the Jericho match. They're all going to go buy beer at that moment. Yeah, as like, soon as what? Judas is over, they're yeah. just like, all right, let's. They get it. just might because again, we know. <laughs> I I right. mean I don't. I, if I, I had to I, pick, I, if I had to pick a piss match on the Revolution card, that would not be it. Which one would it be? Because, None because of them. This what, is a great card. I'm not going. It's to a that great. Show. This is an adult on. diaper card. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just First go, off, man. But that's my point. Is they got so much, and and that's the thing. They have so much better than Chris Jericho that they could put in this spot. 
against Eddie Kingston, right? Like this would be a perfect spot if Cody Rhodes were still around for Cody to cut the <laughs> okay. to cut the they same They have promo. so much better they could be putting on. They put, could be putting on the guy who's not there. Why is Roman Reigns not in this match, Erica? Tell me this. <laughs> One thing I will say, like I I do feel like if 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 Eddie Kingston wins, I don't see it as like oh. Oh boy, he's graduated. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I it mean, does what, I, I always like to see Eddie Kingston win because I just like Eddie Kingston. I feel like this is a very much a pro Eddie Kingston room, um, unless you know there could be some super long term storytelling as far as like you know that that whole like you're you can't win the big one. That whole thing of you can't win the big one, and we saw what what like a two year arc with Adam Page. Right. Who's to say Eddie Kingston can't be the next one with some crazy two or maybe one two year arc because it's like... He's about a year into an arc and yes, everyone's going to have long ass arcs because they're bringing in huge money guys. Yeah. Right? It's like if the Lions draft uh, a star running back but then three weeks later they pay 10 million 10 million 20 million dollars a year for a guy i don't know what the fuck football you know what i'm that's, saying that's, oh, unfortunately yeah. everyone like like oc i've always known is a, a five or ten year guy right um um uh the uh the the the, the jurassic express yeah you know, luchasaurus that, no no the kid he's <laughs> oh, he's a five ten year guy like the, yeah. and, and now they've added uh, cm punk is gonna win a title before you know yeah whoever whoever wants to win a title in these huge money guys are gonna get that before the other guys All kingston my concern is that he he's like a serious injury takes him out for eight months yeah that's a huge percentage of his it's remaining very, career yeah. Yeah. yeah right it's very true i just you know again i just feel like the storyline of you haven't won the big one even if he wins at Revolution, I don't think it pays off. You won the big one. I don't think Chris Jericho's that right now. But I think for AEW storytelling purposes, he right. is. He's one of their their pillars. But I, it, now it's a passing of the torch thing. But as long as a, a Jericho's on that, they're not just going to suddenly say, "You know, Jericho, thank uh, thanks for doing business with us." But we've decided that we really don't. All those things we said year one, right? We're done with you. Right. Fuck you. We're wiping our ass with you and tossing you along. Now, a lot of the fans have, and I don't actually have a reason. I mean, like, I'm not at odds with the people who have decided that they're done with Jericho because yeah. I think there are personal important reasons to them for that being the case. But, yeah, it's the twilight of his career. But in terms of the AEW landscape, he is one of their pillars. And so for long-term storytelling, that's a moment that they're going to put a huge spotlight on. Sure. And they're just – if you, the idea that – I agree that everyone, no one I know likes Jericho that much. However, sure. every fucking person sings that song in every stadium they go to. Yeah, but I don't I, get, you get that theme song all. to anybody. They're gonna I sing don't that get song. that at all. But they're all there. That means they're all there to see the Jericho match. I've not ever noticed a mass exodus after they sing the song. They're not <laughs> there just because Judas is a great song. I've got some <laughs> bad news for you. Even if you enjoy singing your heart out to Judas, it's not a great song. It is objectively nope. not a great song. No, I'm sorry. Alafazi is going on tour again this year. So good. And then Score. Jericho will not be on. Thank God. Take the knee, Jericho. Go do something yeah. else. I just don't. I don't see this doing much for Eddie Eddie Kingston's career if he wins. Like in, in it AEW, it's a nice moment. It's yeah. a nice moment. It's a nice okay, moment. That's so, the, and so that's who the is, extent of as it. of now, who is Eddie Kingston's biggest victory over in his entire career? That he's he's pulled off his entire career. Yes. Oh man, I think. 
Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> is that like every big Eddie Kingston feud I can His, think of, yeah. he comes out on the ass end. Of yeah, it, the end of except it. for when he was and with because, Mox. But because, even him and Mox failed to get the tag titles. Because he's... Right, right. But I mean, surely it's someone close to Jericho at this point in his career. So just give me a name. Just give me a name. You said Jericho's not going to elevate him in any way. Well, who's the next biggest guy? Better, I feel like he. Options. I feel like he should have been the guy to beat CM Punk. I feel. I think we that, that we had seemed, talked about that yeah. before, but he I, didn't. And the reason that no one knows is because Eddie Kingston toiled in obscurity for his entire career. Winning over Chris Jericho is a is a story point okay. in what short career he has left. It okay. does. I think we're also overlooking. It does kind of put. A period on the whole getting uh, proud and powerful away from the inner circle. Of story. course, that storyline that, that is makes a too. load of sense. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. Jericho is angry because Eddie Kingston talked to his boys and they turned on him, and now I'm going to beat you up at the pay per view and embarrass you. On yeah. semi related point, Santana is crushing it with the gifable moments. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. two weeks in a row, just mwah. <laughs> thank you, sir. Right. I can't. I can't wait to see what weird you know breaking the fourth wall thing he's gonna do next because it's just like like all right this is his thing yeah. do the gif right. it's gonna be great yeah jeff i what, wonder whatever we've spent so much time talking about jericho and, and you guys brought up you know how much hatred cody rhodes had i feel like that hatred now that cody is not there has to go somewhere Good and, point. And Jericho's, leads, yeah. Jericho's a probably a pretty good target for it, I have mm-hmm. to say. But it leads me to, to something that we may have talked about before, but something that is kind of exemplary from last week, and that's Red Dragon eliminating the Young Bucks from oh, the tag yeah. team match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the longest time, we all know, everybody who watches AEW, and I mean everybody, knows that the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody are in charge back behind the scenes. So whenever they're in main events, we're always like, oh, of course, you're booking yourself as the big thing. Is there an expiration date on that ever? Is there ever a point? As long as it makes sense, I'm not going to hate it, right? Like, this makes sense. The Young Bucks and Red Dragon, this makes sense. That story makes sense. So for them, like, Young Bucks are probably going to win the Battle Royal this week and be in this triple threat tag title match. And I'm okay with that if that's the case. As long as it makes sense, as long as the story makes sense, like don't force yourself. Like when, when I think people got so annoyed with Cody because he would, it would be forced down our throats, right? Mm. It, there wouldn't be a story there already existing. It would just be him coming out and calling out one of the young guys, right, for a big pay per view match. And it's like, oh, we don't need this, right? That this, was the thing. The that history was, is there. That was the thing that was fascinating to me about Cody is that. First pay-per-view in for AEW, he was like, if I lose this match, I can never challenge for the title ever again. And mm-hmm. then he lost the match, and it set the precedent of like, look, I'm not going to be putting myself in main events. I'm did. definitely going to put myself in the pay-per-view, but right. I'm not going to be putting myself in the main event for the world title ever. And because- the, but he still put himself in main event matches. Right. He may not have been around the world title. And that's what, that's like I said, that's that's something, I don't think it's a question we can answer tonight, but I think it's something to always keep in mind is because I'm sure it's different from person to person. Is there an expiration date on you're in charge? So when you book yourself, I'm like, oh, of course. The Young Bucks expiration date is soon though. I don't know when, but it's not that far off. Not of them being in on the show, period, but them being in high level, always being in a tag team title match. Because I think ever since Co- Kenny left, the Young Bucks have been very, very good about making sure they're not just sticking themselves in the main event every week. Yeah. Well, 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 truth be told, I mean, it seems like the buck stops with 
Tony Khan. So I'm sure it's it from what we from what we know about kind of creative and how it works with AEW, it feels like wrestlers pitch, Tony organizes, and Tony determines. Sure, there are EVPs and whatnot, but it feels, I mean, Tony still has, you know, has the trump card. Right. Uh, you know, has the right to be like, no, we're not going to book it like this. We're going to do it like this. Um, you know, I feel like depending on Kenny's health, because obviously Kenny Omega is dealing with a litany sure. of injuries. Uh, you know, somehow we are building to something involving Undisputed Era, the Elite, Bullet Club. And I feel like it's still, we're still a ways off because, I mean, you, you have Jay White in the picture. Right. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Tamatanga and Tongaloa? We don't know. Like, there's still a lot of moving parts. And I think a lot of it does hinge on Kenny Omega and his health. Because that's kind of like, that's the piece that's really kind of missing right now. Doesn't that like four-way schmas happen in New Japan, ideally? Maybe. If you're going to have the or elite, super show. The oh, there yeah. you go. Or yeah. at this this go. this highly rumored super show. Incidentally, if be. Impact's a part of that, it's a little less super. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts because it's, it's an above average show. Yeah, it hurts because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little less super. It's an okay show. It's a, we we tried. Orange Cassidy having a great match on uh, Rampage. I yeah. think I think he's a great addition to a a gimmick match like a ladder match, just yeah. because you know there's going to be times guys are going to take bumps, mm -hmm. they're going to be insane, and they they're going to need time to kind of just like get their strength back after like just getting the absolute piss knocked out of them. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy has definitely proven that he can kill some time. Yeah, put a little and, levity and, in yeah, there. Yeah, add some fun, add a, add, a, add a fun, silly, stupid, bullshitty spot. Uh, yeah. But it, it's still a good point yeah. during the match. And hopefully Where it'll sort of set some uh, the course for best friends in Orange Cassidy for the next quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I always love it. It's like always super low-key. But I remain a huge OC fan. I think that his his day will come. It's going to be a long time down the road. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I only am half joking when I say he's the greatest professional wrestler of his uh, generation. <laughs> and so, like these moments are where we're going to see. Like this is where I get my little tease, my little taste. Like, yeah. All right. One day, Orange Cassidy. You, one day. Do you think when Orange Cassidy finally wins a title belt that he just drags it behind him? Down yeah, he better. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> better because it's too heavy. It depends if he has to make a flip. Or if he gets to remain like That'd be interesting know. to see, right? Yeah, I, I early on I loved the idea of a hoss ladder match. Is anyone else on that? Oh same yeah, page? oh yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. And then it was like, oh wait, you. Oh, a, and Ricky Starks? That's not he's not. Yeah, a what's going on? Wait, yeah. Wait, wait. But I like Ricky Starks. Oh yeah, of I like. Starks I mean, so I love I Ricky Starks. Great. I love OC. However, if you could have made it a Hoss match, I thought that was a novel. Oh, that would be I like that novel. Beefy boys that in would, a ring. That would Lots be the most perfect in thing. The ring. If if leading out of this, it leads to a feud between Ricky Starks and o and Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy actually wins the FT title off him. Okay. And then he just Ooh, when like he that. brings it down, he just like lets it drag on the ground and behind Taz him, is so like, like oh, Linus. Is, yeah, and Taz that's can't fun. stand yeah, it. That's good. Yes. That's good shit. And then that would be set up. Eventually, Hook would have to take that title. Well, yes. yes, and they're, yes. Made, they're making Hook look good. I appreciate they they're they're taking the and time. OC would be a great moment because Hook's going in there like it's an MMA fight every week, mm -hmm. every week, yeah. every week, and then suddenly he's got to deal with like 
I gotta deal with this. Yeah, yeah this fucking guy. The, yeah. To so, see if he can expand his like emotional scope, right? Because yeah. he'll have to like he'll have to be furious, but like, sorry, you can't just armbar him. You gotta stand there and get get those little baby kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like it's you my it's my favorite thing in wrestling is when like Kurt Angle has to deal with like a, a undead biker. Right. <laughs> <It's just laughs> like, you're an Olympic gold medalist at the sport that you are supposed to be doing, but this guy came back from the dead. Yes. And he's going to win. So <laughs> uh, The one thing I'll bring up about the ladder match, and, I, and they actually uh, brought it up themselves on the Rampage uh, interview. I was Scorpio Sky won this thing last year, and it did nothing for him. It's true. I, I want. It's like, a little did, bit does like does this ladder match mean anything or not? It's because a little they, bit like winning King of the Ring. Yeah, like eh. it either means everything in your career or nothing. And the happens. King of the Ring, it's a little less. You know, it it means nothing, but it's a little less annoying because it's just a tournament. Whatever, you get the tournament over, it's fine. This is a whole ass ladder match that they're going through. They better be getting something for winning this damn thing. There's seven, six people in this. Some people win money in the bank and fail to cash it in. But at least they get in the title picture. Like I'm asking for just a title shot. I mean, I'm not asking for them to actually be a champion. Except well, Otis. Except, except for Otis. Otis. <laughs> well, this leads into one of the final things I definitely wanted to talk about is uh, I saw somebody tweet that it would be perfect because it is a giant brass ring at yeah. that match. It would be perfect for Cesaro to be a surprise entrant at Revolution. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. You're gonna. Ring. You're gonna call. You're gonna, you're I know gonna it's, piss off the boy. I know it's gonna trigger him. <laughs> but <sighs> piss off the boy. <laughs> piss off the boy. But I don't disagree. Yeah, I I, I don't want to see that personally. I love Cesaro. I know he's not with WWE anymore, and I was kind of surprised to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I I've never been too hard on give him a world title run as everyone else. Um, I think he does. I, I he's right below that caliber. I think he he should have been a, a consistent IC title yeah. holder, and that's his ceiling, at least in my in my mind. Uh, and I liked him in, in a in a good tag team. I liked him with Sheamus. I appreciated the bar. Oh, bar was uh, great. Yeah, yeah, the bar was great. However, he's the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, the Beller. most skilled. <laughs> like, right. when, yeah. And then Sheamus. <laughs> oh yeah, my god! Does have a pretty amazing beard and mohawk. Right. Uh, yeah, but well, I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't want to see that again. I'm not as high on Cesaro. The rumors are that it, the, like it wasn't a bad falling out. Like the door is open. That's fair. So That's I good. I uh, do not uh, see. I I don't think we don't see him back in the uh, WWE. And I'm gonna throw this out there again. Impact. Can you please pick some of these guys up? Like, yeah. not even complaining about how many people are in AEW, well, grabbed, but especially if you're trying to be a part of something. They grabbed the inspiration. Right, okay. So, like, you know, they, they, they were a small part of the Royal Rumble. They might be part of the Super Show. They had this whole consistent thing with AEW. Can you get some, like, legitimate names on your roster, please? You know, and, you know, AEW went and got Sean Swerve Strickland. They got Black Taurus. Who is Isaiah Swerve Scott. Crazy Steve. Can, are you... I, I do like Black Tourist, Chuck. Black Tourist is pretty <laughs> awesome, isn't he? You know, I just want them to get some notable names, right? Like Jordan you, Grace. They should have got Keith Lee. They should have got, you know, why is Karrion Cross not there yet? Like a Go get Cesaro, right? Bray Wyatt would have been a good one. Braun Strowman, before he just turned into an idiot, would have been a good one, right? Like, get some notable names on your damn roster. Big ass is over there now. <laughs> what about Jeff Hardy? He could go back there he any moment. He's joining AEW. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see it. I don't think it makes any sense. I he's going to have a run with with 
with his brother. Oh, yeah. 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 Whether yeah. that happens they're on AEW stage that. or yeah, on Indies. Yeah, they're already Andes. doing that yeah. in their own time. Yeah, no, I... I, I and that's fine. That's we'll cool. To, there, there's definitely some, some tag teams in AEW that would probably bring the house down with yeah. the Hardy Boys. But, and mm-hmm. you mentioned the Young fun. Bucks earlier. I think the Young Bucks expiration is soon because there's so many other tag teams I'd rather see on a pay-per-view tag team title match and bring it, giving the Hardy Boys a run, in my mind, is just setting back too many tag teams that should be in the picture. We in all know mind. how much you like the Varsity Blondes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Garrison. What is it? Griff Garrison? Griff Garrison. Garrison. Shout out to Griff Garrison. No, I, you know, I just, you know. And w- one tag team that frustrates me, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but they have to get them and him, Max Caster, in check is the acclaimed. Because their vibe, their, their style <laughs> is has a ton of potential. Listen. But this listen. dumbass comes out and says something way listen. too goes way too far. Every every no. other week it feels like they had to edit him out of, on Rampage because of something he brought up about everything going on in with Ukraine and Russia. And it's like, why are we not <laughs> Checking this guy's script before we give him a fucking mic. I Yo, feel like they do. You don't do understand that, kayfabe, though. and you don't understand freestyling. What is going on with this kid? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that the big to do. Like Tony started to really kind of like, you know, batten down the hatches. Can we talk about the fact that Kane was like? Uh, oh, you think Putin is just a little bitch? You think he's lying? <laughs> Do you think that he's... And then they rolled into Ukraine. Ukraine pulled the signs off and started whooping Russian ass. Can we talk about that? Has Putin taken over to the Ukraine yet? I have not heard yet. I know nah. that was supposed to be a one-day blitzkrieg, and we're in day four. Now, it is a war. It is tragic, and Putin may ultimately win this thing. However, if you're going to go online and go, he's not a little bitch, and then he takes four days to do a one-day job, you have a fucking problem. You're rooting for the wrong guy, Kane, is what I'm saying, for a number of reasons. Are we almost done with the show? Goddamn libertarians, am I right? I certainly oh don't think God. we can top that. I know. I I'm like... So. Do you I, want to see Shane McMahon versus Hulk Hogan? No! no. All right. Justin, where can people find you online? Justin <laughs> Man versus Pat McAfee. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod at PPV underscore pod. Uh, Chuck's favorite podcast. Really not. Uh, it, it, you'll listen to it this week. We'll be back on with AEW Revolution episode. It'll drop on Saturday because uh, the show is Sunday night. Is it? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I hope so. I hope I saw that right. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to change a lot of shit. Uh, Josh Martinez from Z100 in New York is coming on the show uh, to preview AEW Revolution. So at PBV underscore pod and wherever the hell you find your podcast. Z100, I'll be at rat's ass. That's a big one. Not bad. Yeah. He actually got... Uh, you know, I tried not booking to- him for this show and he said, no, I'm busy. Doing a pay-per-view pod. Yep. <laughs> Not to plug too much of something that iHeartRadio is a part of with him, but he is going to be doing the Superstar crossover when he brings on a bunch of different WWE and AEW superstars to talk about each other. Fascinating. Interesting. How about you, Shawnee? Where can people find you online? Oh, people should definitely not find me online. <laughs> um, Sounds good. But, uh, oh, God. I would like Don't to tell do that. Definitely <laughs> stop being cucks out there and start being big men like Kane and Putin and CM Punk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> do not tweet at the one big false show man. Twitter. Yeah, no, no. Big about man. any of this. Uh, you can find me, of course, on the uh, on the Nerd Radio Who roots podcast. Who for an invading army? 
You can find me on the Nerd Radio podcast over at WRAF.com. And you can find us recording Nerd Radio as well as this show. This show we record on Monday oh, nights. And then the Invading Army doesn't at invade right. Twitch.tv backslash Chizuk. And Erica, where can people find you online? Uh, but, but first, remember when there was a whole big to-do with uh, Rusev and Lana and how they always brought up Vladimir Putin and people booed? Yeah. You wonder if they'd boo anymore. Some of those folks. I'm just saying, by the way, on that fun note, people can Google me. That's true. Google her. There you go. Shawnee, take us home. Have fun, everybody. Be safe. For God's sake, don't tweet out about how much you like Putin. What are you fucking <laughs> stupid? Are you fucking stupid? Don't fall in the hole. Who is this? One file show housing from Sean Housing. Yeah, it's Macomb County, produced a podcast of some sort. Dan Housing must come on to this show. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housing's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast? Dan Housing does not know this. This is Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Who knows? One fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housing into promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rue the day. Here comes my favorite part. Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>